Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to A Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. It's been a minute, as we say in New York. Sorry for being gone for so long, but I'm back. And I got a solo episode for you talking about my time in New York for the holidays. I talk about what it's like to travel in the middle of a pandemic. I talk about what it's like to visit my family for the first time in almost a year. It's a conversation with my grandmother, my parents, my family, and also some serious discussions I've had with uh, with my family while I was there. Some tough conversations that I think you you, uh, you look forward to in, the, in this episode. And finally, how I feel now in my third time going over there, I feel a little bit less connected to home, New York, now that I'm living and developing my life here in Costa Rica. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. All right, let's get right to it. So going back to New York, very, very interesting. I had a lot of thoughts before I left to New York. And I obviously have a lot of thoughts reflecting on my trip over there um, now that I'm back in Costa Rica. Um, first things first. Uh, I knew I was going to go back to New York, obviously, at some point. Um, I wanted it to be October because I didn't get to see my family in the summer, obviously due to COVID and being here in Costa Rica the entire time. But it ended up being there at Thanksgiving break, and I was able to extend it by asking for seven days off. So I ended up going to New York for about eight days. Um, so it was a very anticipated trip. I have not seen my parents, um, until I just saw them, right? It's been 10 months. I last saw them in the beginning of January of this year. And I just saw them now at the end of November. So it's been about 10 months since I've seen them. And it was tough to not see my family for that amount of time, as you guys have probably heard. <laughs> Ad nauseum, me discussing that in, in many, in many episodes, but so it was very a highly anticipated trip, and I was so happy and so ready to see them. You know, I think I don't know for those that are listening how close you are to your family, but I'm very close to mine, and that was the longest I've gone in my entire life <laughs> without seeing my family. So it was very critical for me to go back home and to see them, and also to be back home. Honestly, you know, to be quote unquote back home, right back where I was born, back where I was raised. And where I spent my entire life, besides the past year and a half that I've been here in Costa Rica. Um, so that was critical. So yeah, so I'm going to take you right through that. So, take it to ball, and it's the airport, obviously. Um, you know, had a connection. So this is one funny uh, story that happened uh, during this flying during COVID um, situation. So I'm at the, I'm, at, I'm on my flight from Texas going to New York City. Um, and there's this man in front of me, this older gentleman sitting in front of the, in the row ahead of me. And he has his mask on incorrectly. I don't know what that is. I'm, pretty, I'm sure most of you have seen this already. He has his mask covering his mouth, but not his nose. So according to flight regulations, or at least according to American Airlines, <laughs> you have to have your mask on correctly or you will not be able to fly. So the flight attendant obviously makes her cabin check, you know, as they usually do before takeoff. And she obviously notices him. And she says, sir, you have to, you know, Put your mask on over your mouth and nose completely, or you'll be asked to leave the flight. And she says, do you have a problem? And he says, oh, before I say that. So he was murmuring something about, muttering something, excuse me, about uh, Trump. So I don't know if he was a Trump supporter, but he was talking about Trump. He's either upset. 
So I, I guess I just connected the fact that he was wearing his mask correctly to the fact that he might have been a Trump supporter. But I don't know. But I have no idea. But anyways, he was talking about Trump. And then so the lady comes by <laughs> and she says that. And she says, do you have a problem? And he says, yes, we don't have a problem. I'm, and I start laughing. I'm like, what the? And the people next to me on the, on my, in my row, right, in my aisle are like laughing too. Because like, what the fuck does that mean? Yes, we don't have a problem. Like that makes total sense, right? Um, so, you know, he obviously was not happy about this. But of course he complied because he wanted to be on that flight so <laughs> that was just funny so what is that right of course something like that has to happen while you're traveling during the holidays and of course during the midst of a pandemic so anyways so before let's even go back further so before i flew to new york i had to take a covid test so when i say had to i should put i'm putting air quotes around that because while this is a mandate by governor cuomo in new york city um is not really being you know, you're not being monitored, so to speak. So anyway, so I, I paid for a COVID test here. And let me tell you, it was $100. I wasn't thrilled to pay, but I'm like, you know what? I'd rather know that I, at least before I got this flight, I don't have COVID, right? Or whatever. So by the way, if you haven't taken a COVID test, it sucks. Like I hate it. People have taken it. They're like, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's a little uncomfortable. Not nothing crazy. And the guy that administered the test told me the same thing. But even, I wouldn't say it's painful, but I would say it's extremely uncomfortable. Even though it's only like five seconds, they're pricking that, that Q-tip up your damn you nose, tickling your brain. But I've never felt anything like that in my life. And like, I literally, he, and the guy did two nostrils. I'm like, why two? Is one nostril going to have COVID, the other not? <laughs> I don't know why they did two nostrils. So anyway, so I get, you know, my, my brain tickled. Um, and, you know, and I teared up. I'm like, yo, give me a second. Because I've never felt anything like that before. So, you know, and he you know, straight up the other nose and then, you know, a little swab of my, of my of my mouth or whatever. And, you know, I got the test results the next day and I was negative. So I'm like, okay, cool. So anyway, so I let, and then Cuomo also says, Governor Cuomo, who was the governor of New York, of uh, New York State, he says that um, you have to take a test three days after you arrive in New York so you don't have to quarantine for 14 days. And I needed that because I wasn't going to be there for 14 days. I was going to be there for like eight, nine days. So I, I'm like, I got to take the test. And also I wanted to get tested because, you know, just to make sure for the holidays, I'm going to be around family. I want to know I'm negative. So whatever. So, you know, I landed in New York. So I landed in New York. Um, I stayed in my brother's house in Long Island. It was, you know, great seeing them, seeing my family. It was cool. Then eventually my parents live in upstate. I decided I make my way upstate. And I knew, I know my mom. And if those are listening that know my mother knows how she is. She's a very loving mother as most mothers are, <laughs> but she's like, you know, she has this, this huge, like, connection with the children, especially with, like, I don't want to say particularly with me, but I think because I'm living abroad and because I'm the I'm the youngest out of the, the boys, she, I, I think, has a little particularly worry about me living, you know, abroad, whatever. Latin mothers for you, so. <laughs> so anyway, so I knew she was going to get, like, a little emotional, and I actually thought I was going to get emotional and seeing her. I didn't. I was surprised by that. But, of course, that doesn't mean I didn't miss her. Like, I obviously missed her a lot. So, she sees me. She picks me up from the train. And she's, I can see her. She's tearing up. And she's trying to, like, give me a hug, you know. And I'm, like, grab her, like, you know, her her wrist, basically. Not to, like, push her, but, like, you know, to kind of, like, you know, kind of, like, caress her. Show some kind of affection, but not full-on hug her. Because I didn't have the results yet for that second test I took in New York. I had to wait two days to know the results. So, I told my mom, like, mom, like, I'm not. You know, I'm going to wear a mask, like, basically the entire time that I'm here in, in the house, you know, in your house, until I find out that I'm good with this test. And my mom is a very reasonable person. She obviously wasn't happy to hear this, but she's like, I understand. And I knew my dad was going to have a very different reaction, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. So anyway, so 
you know, it was hard for me not to just give my mom a full on bear hug, but I'm I'm worried and I don't want to be the one to be like, yeah, I'm just going to be, you know, or loosey goosey and just, you know, act like I'm good or whatever. So anyway, so I get to my, I get to my parents' house and my dad sees me, um, same thing. Like, you know, I, I, I do give him a hug. I'm, I did mess up there because I think I, I didn't want to give him too upset. So I did give him a hug, but I like put my face away from his face kind of with my mask on. And he's like, all right, take that mask off. I'm like, nah. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I can't take my mask off. He's like, what? And then he started going on a rant about the pandemic. I won't get to his rant, but ridiculous things. But anyways, so, you know, I'm like, whatever. He could yell and scream. I'm still going to have my mask on. And I was telling him, half jokingly, but really, I'm like, I love you more than you think I love you. Because my thing is, I'm not going to be the one. If you ever get COVID, not one that they never do, but if you ever get COVID, it's not going to be because of me and my lack, my my carelessness, right? So, you know, I the hug, there was no hugging. I stayed socially distant from my parents basically the entire time I was there. And whenever I wasn't there, you know, I obviously take my mask off because for, you know, I'm not near them. So I was like, all right, I should be okay. So anyway... And obviously seeing my sister was also awesome after she had her surgery. For those that listened to my previous episodes a couple episodes ago, she had a, a part of her thyroid removed. So I was very happy to see her after that. Um, and yeah, it was just great to see my, see my parents and my sister in general. And and let me tell you something. It was such a low-key um, time there. My parents house in upstate. Because, you know, it's not like, you know, they're old. You know, they're, <laughs> you know, my sister had, she had work or whatever when she would come home. She's a pretty low-key person. And I was just chilling. And it's just what the doctor ordered. That's why I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to spend time with my family. We saw a documentary about Afro-Latinos, which was really cool. It was a great discussion we had after. I played cards with my sister, you know, just spoke to my parents, eating my parents' delicious home-cooked meals. And that's all I wanted. Not just, you know, not just the home-cooked meals, but <laughs> that, that was important too. But all I wanted was to spend quality time with my family because I missed that so much, especially during this whole fucking pandemic. So that was so I couldn't have been more grateful. And then the next day, I know I was going to see my grandmother. And that one, I knew I wasn't even going to get like remotely closer or even, you know, touch her wrist. I'm like, all right, my grandma's like in her late 80s. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to be in the room with her, but I'm going to be six feet away. I'm going to have my mask on. And as much as I would love to even touch her hand, like I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I get, I go to her, I see her, we're talking and I had a, about an hour and a half, two hour discussion with my grandmother. And I don't know how most of you feel about, you know, your, your, your grandparents, you know, Sometimes, you know, talking to your grandparents can get a little boring sometimes, right? You're kind of like, yeah, you know, like, man, I wish, you know, you look at your phone, you want to like kind of do something else, you know, but honestly, I love talking to her throughout that entire one and a half hours, two hours. I'm talking about basically everything. I'm talking about obviously the pandemic, how's her day going, how she's feeling, how's her health. She's asking me questions about where I'm living, you know, um, and I show up big to the Costa Rica, all these little animals and stuff like that. And a funny story with that one is my, my grandmother, she's a God-fearing woman. Like she's super in church, Pentecostal, like always has been her life, her entire life. And so, <laughs> so I show up pictures of a night tour I went on and I show a picture of a, of a snake like a green pit viper. And she's like, oh my, she speaks Spanish. I'm you know, telling you in English. She's like, oh my goodness. Why are you so close to that? I'm like, mom, I'm like, mom, I'm like, mom. I'm like, mama. I'm like, this is a, such a beautiful creature. It's scary, but it's beautiful. She's like, yeah, but you should go near that. I'm like, but aren't all gods, and she said, oh, it's like, that's kind of ugly. I'm like, mama, I'm kind of teasing her. I'm like, you can't call God's creatures ugly. She's like, I could. <laughs> She's like, some of them he made them were ugly, some of them were beautiful. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it just and we both started laughing, you know, at like her statement, which I think was kind of like half a joke, half not. But you know, we were just dying laughing, and it was just so awesome um, to just have these conversations with my grandmother, who is very lucid. You know, she's very aware of the conversation she's having. You know, sometimes she forgets who I am in between conversations, or like forgets certain details I told her five minutes ago. But for the most part, she's all there, and I cherish those moments a lot because I. You know, because I, I don't know how long I'm going to have with her. You know, like, I don't know. And so the moments that I can have with her, even, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, I'm going to cherish that. And I'm not going to get sidetracked by my phone or, you know, if a part of the conversation is a little bit boring, like, no, like, that's not going to happen. Because when I'm with her, I think about all the memories I had with her as like a little kid. When I was like three, four years old, just spending all day with my, with my grandmother and my grandparents. So those are moments that I that I that I cherish and with everyone that I saw um on this trip. So yeah, so that was spent time with my grandmother. That was that was amazing. So now, you know, I go back to Long Island, whatever. Now now I see some friends. And obviously my sister-in-law, shout out to Jasenia, who who housed me and my brother in Long Island. She was concerned about me going to places. And I was and I fully understood. I'm like, listen, I get it. You know, obviously I didn't want them to kick me out, but you know, I was gonna respect their rules and I was trying to like, listen, I'm gonna social distance, I'm gonna wear a mask at all times. And you know, like you know, if they had to, they could get me to the curb. I'll stay in a hotel if they were. I know they weren't going to do that, but, you know, worse came to worse. So I saw some of my friends, um, and it was just so great catching up with them as well. Like, they treated me as if I had never left, you know? It was just, it was like that. Didn't miss a beat. And that's what I love, to have moments like that with people that are that are friends of yours, that, you know, that you care about them, they care about you, and you could just see them after not seeing them for like a year, you know, and like, hey, what's going on? You know, we just start shooting the shit as if, you know, I was always there. And it's just really dope. But I will say this, right? This idea of going back home, which is New York City. This second time being there, it felt a little different. Not just because of COVID, but because now I've been longer here in Costa Rica, right? I've been living here a year and a half now. So this felt, this second time around that I visited, or third time around, I guess you can say, um, felt I felt a little bit more disconnected from what was happening in New York. And that was weird, it was weird to feel that, like, Angel, you don't live here. I know it's like, Angel, no shit, you don't live here. You know, but to have that, like, go through your mind to, like, be like, Angel, this, you no longer live here. You have a life elsewhere. You know, like, I, I felt like that kind of clicked with me during this trip. But anyway, so seeing my friends was really cool. I was in the city. And let me tell you, walking around the city was like, I was like, shit, this is New York City again. You know, seeing all the people around, thankfully all masks, but seeing, you know, seeing people, seeing the, the skyscrapers just walking down the city. It just felt like, damn, yo, this is where I'm from. Like, this is, this is my heart. And I didn't get to go to Brooklyn, which I was really upset about. I didn't get to go to Brooklyn, but I will go back to Brooklyn when I go, go back in December. But I was, you know, I was in the city and in Manhattan, for those that know that we refer to the city as Manhattan. Um, so I was there, like, I, I, we went to a rooftop bar, you know, kind of cool to be in a rooftop bar, but, you know, what you're going to do through the pandemic. So I could see the Empire State Building, and, um, and yeah, it's just so, it was just so dope. It was just so, so dope just being in this atmosphere, even though in the middle of a pandemic, seeing all these outdoor tents, you know, outdoor dining, looking like we're in fucking World War II or some shit, but it was, it was really dope just being back in New York for that. Um... And yeah, and like now that I think about this, like reflecting now that I'm back here, um, traveling is stressful. Traveling in general is stressful. Traveling during a pandemic, oh my God. <laughs> like I came back home and I like threw myself in my bed because I was just so tired. Like I was I was literally in airports for like 10 hours, you know, between layovers, between bullshit with immigration, which I won't get into because that's just another stressful thing. But, you know, I'm like, damn, this is stressful. Like, you know, and 
you know, I, I miss my family and I want to see them for a selfish reason, but I also try to be a little selfless and, you know, because I know they want to see me as well, you know, um, and my friends, obviously. So, yeah, it was just like, man, it would be nice if people visit me now. <laughs> you know, like, all right, I'm visiting you. Like, it would be nice if any, you know, some of you can make a trip out here to Costa Rica to see Angel, you know, instead of me having to make the trip. But, I, you know, that's, that's for those that are expats, they know that that's the expectation. You're the one that moved. So, therefore, you're the one that, got to, that has to go, right? That has to go visit versus, you know, them having to, you know, come out to where you're at. So, I get it. I, I understand. And also, given the circumstances, like, I'm single. I don't have any kids. My, most of my, my, all my brothers, they have children and family. So, I totally get it, but it'll be nice if they could make a trip. <laughs> at least once. At least once. And same thing with my parents, but yeah. But anyways, so another interesting story. So I don't know about you guys um, when you go visit your family for the holidays, but sometimes you get into serious discussions um, with your family. Uh, kind of like uh, unintentionally. You know, you kind of, I think you, sometimes when you visit family, you want to keep things lighthearted because you're on vacation. You don't want to stress yourself out, but you know, sometimes it just happens, kind of. You know, you just get into serious conversations. So, me and my two brothers were like in a pretty serious serious conversation about something kind of unrelated. And then it kind of circled back to me. <laughs> and my brother said that he was mad at me for my decision of moving. Not just like out of my parents' house to Brooklyn, but then also moving to Costa Rica. And he said that was selfish. My other brother there also said it was selfish as well. So I thought this was very interesting that the conversation took this turn. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is not where I expected the conversation to go, but... Here we are. And I didn't get really upset about it, honestly, because I've heard these things before. And for those that are living abroad, you might have heard these things as well from your family, right? That they might think that your decisions to live abroad or to, you know, leave your family behind, you know, whatever, is selfish. And I wasn't upset, but I was, I will say this, I will be honest. I was bothered that they took an unrelated matter and, and decided to kind of circle it. And like, in my opinion, kind of like, all right, now let's gang up on Angel kind of thing and, like, let's talk about how we feel about his decision to move to Costa Rica. You know, something that's in the past, right? Like, I'm already here, right? So I I, I did feel I did feel way about that, but I, but I let them know that. I'm like, listen, like, I feel like we, this that's already done. Like, I'm not going to be here and talk about decisions that I felt you did or you, where you did were selfish, you know what I mean? So I did feel off about that. And, and, and I felt like if we kept talking about it, I would get upset and they would get upset about things that I would say. And that's not what I wanted to do, spend time with my family. Like, that's 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 the last thing on my mind. I was like, all right, yeah, let's get into an argument right now. And we and we didn't get into an argument. Like, it got, it got a little heated at times, but we all love each other. You know, you know how family is. So, you know, it is what it is. And um, so I just thought it was interesting. And, and it made me think about, though, like, all right, why do they think about that? Why do they, you know, think about me moving here as selfish, right? And I understand why. You know, I was, I was the last one to leave the house, basically, besides my little sister, um, you know, I decided to do something that none of them have ever done or even probably even thought about ever doing, right? And so I can see that. And and I think most of you would agree with me is that, like, they they have their right to feel how they feel, right? Like, and that's everybody, right? Whatever. People that might be listening to me like, hey, Andrew, you're a selfish prick, you know, whatever. And that's okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But my thing is that usually, in my in my opinion, that these things are usually projections on people. And I don't know how they feel about it deeply, right? Besides the fact that they said I'm, you know, that I'm being selfish or I was selfish, right? I don't think they're mad about it now, but you know, the fact that they say I was selfish in my decision to move abroad or whatever. And same thing, my, my dad said the same thing. You know, my mom wasn't happy either, but you know, she didn't say I was selfish. She just wasn't happy that I was leaving her. But, you know, um, is mostly projection of fears of um, 
the fact that my circumstance is also different than their circumstance. And at the end of the day, what I um, believe in is people need to be able to make their own decisions and decisions that feel are going to benefit their life, right? And one thing that I want to make clear, and also this is just for anyone that's maybe thinking about moving abroad, that, you know, you might have this, these same feelings of like, damn, I don't leave my family behind. Listen, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, everyone's different and everyone's going to make their own decisions based on their own circumstances. But I knew that I needed to do this for myself. And because of that, I did it. Now, in my opinion, you can call that selfish. And it was selfish. It was about me. It was a me decision, right? But being selfish has this very negative connotation. But being selfish is needed sometimes. Because if you're not selfish sometimes, all you're doing is giving all of yourself all the time to other people's needs and not your own. And that's not the life that I want to live. Um, I think you got to take many things into consideration when you make, obviously, huge decisions like that, life-changing decisions like moving abroad. So what I would say is, you know, don't let, um, I guess that this is what I'm saying, is like, I didn't let my brother's thoughts about me and my decision affect my decision. You know? Like, I was hurt at, the, at first, right? When, they, when I first thought about moving abroad, I was hurt by that talk of Angel, you know, you're selfish, you don't care about your family. Like, I was told that. And that hurt me. It really did. And it probably still hurts me a little bit now. But, I knew I made the best decision for me and my life and what I needed to do and what I wanted to fulfill, right? And if those that have been following this journey that I'm on, I'm fulfilling things that I that I set my sights on. And that was the point. And that is the point of why I'm living, of why I'm living abroad. So that, I just want to say it to people that are, they might be thinking about or the people that are probably abroad right now and might have the same kind of situation with their family where there's still some kind of... I don't want to call them grudges. I don't want to call them, I don't think it's that serious. But, you know, kind of like these kind of, you know, they still hold these kind of notions that, yeah, you, you, you're selfish or you, you were selfish by doing this. And my thing is like, listen, we all make our own decisions and I'm okay with mine. And then they, everyone needs to be okay with the decisions they make, right? And some of the decisions that, that, some, that some people make, they're forced to make those decisions and they're actually not, they don't govern their own lives, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm forced to make a decision that I don't even want to make, right? And of course, there's going to be situations in life that are going to be like that, right? Hard decisions that I'm like, I'm putting, I'm pushed in a corner. But I've seen too many examples around me in my life where people make stupid ass fucking decisions. And now they use that as a cop out as to why they couldn't do the shit they wanted to do. And to me, it's like, all right, I'm not going to throw that in your face. You know, like, I'm not going to do that, even though I think what you did was a stupid-ass decision, but I'm not going to throw that in your face. And I'm not talking about specifically my brother. I'm talking about just anybody in general, right? And we all know people that make that have made very dumb decisions in their lives. And at the end of the day, everyone's always going to be, uh, what's that called, a couch quarterback? What's that called? Uh, I don't know the term, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, judging from the outside, not even living through what I'm living through. So I, I that comes with the territory of living abroad. And I know anyone's living abroad can relate to that. That when you do something that's kind of out of the box, especially if no one has ever done that in your family, you know, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be critiqued, it's gonna be criticized, and it should and it could and it should be right. Like they have their right to their own opinions. Everyone has their right to their own opinion. That's fine, you know. But like my thing is in in that certain in that um, situation when I was talking to my brothers, I didn't want it to get to that level of where I was gonna get upset, and they were gonna get upset. 
So we we did we we did a pretty good job, I think, of like reading the room, <laughs> all of us, my sister all included, and like you know, kind of tempering stuff down, and then we started cracking jokes, and it was great. It was great. And again, I love them. I love them to death. You know, I'm I'm talking about real stuff here because I know a lot of people go through this with their families when it comes to tough uh, discussions, especially during the holidays, right when you see them. So I just want to give you a little perspective on that and try to be a little um, honest about my own observations. But um, but yeah, and and um. So yeah, that, that was that. And um, so now, like, the holidays in general. I plan to go back for Christmas. Like, that's my plan. I should buy tickets very soon. <laughs> because uh, that's probably, like, that's in, like, less than a month. But, you know, it's, um, I wonder, is this going to be just what I do now? You know? Like, I, like hey, Angel, you're going to always go back for Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know? Or is it, are you, are you going to miss Christmas or Thanksgiving? And I don't want to, but I just wonder, you know, what, what life has in store for me moving forward, right? Like, all right, am I, am I gonna miss this holiday? Am I, you know? So I think about those things now that I've like now been back like three times now back to New York since I moved abroad. And let me tell you something: it's easier for me to make these uh, multiple trips a year because I I live relatively close, right? And I was talking to my colleague about this, um, talking about how we both live. We're both from New York. We both live in Costa Rica, and like she's like, "Man, living so far sucks." I'm like, "Listen." We relatively live kind of close. <laughs> Closer to New York is, is like a five-hour flight. It's not a short flight, but it's not super long either. I mean, I have colleagues that are like, I have a colleague that will travel to New York from Abu Dhabi. I mean, that's a 14-hour flight last time I checked, if not more. And that's far. <laughs> You're basically like a day away. You know what I mean? So I feel very fortunate that I'm, I'm relatively close, you know, uh, geographically speaking to my parents, right? Where I could cop on a flight and be a five hours away from them and seeing them and also like a one hour, two hour difference, you know, when it comes to just getting in contact with them versus people that live in Asia that I know that have family back in the States that they they could probably only do one trip a year for Christmas and that's it. Like, all right, see you next year where I could probably make two, three trips a year. I can go for Thanksgiving, and th- obviously because of my job because I'm a teacher, right? But I could go for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and for the summer, you know, so I feel very fortunate about that, that I'm, that, you know, that I'm still on the Western Hemisphere and I, and I can do these trips with relative ease. It's still stressful. Let me, let me, it's still stressful to travel internationally, period. But especially during COVID is like, it's, it's absolute, it sucks, but is worth it for me because I love my family and I love seeing them and spending time with them. And that's something that I don't get to do here, obviously. Right. So I guess I just, you know, I just wanted to give you some guys. Sorry, 27 minutes in. <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys, you know, kind of like what was going on um, in my mind traveling to New York. And let me tell you something. Like, New York is still New York. I don't care what it goes through. It will always be home. But the more that I'm here, the more I feel a little bit more disconnected from what's, what was going on. Like, you know, the day-to-day over there and stuff like that. So that's weird for me still to think about it in that aspect of like, yeah, Andrew, this is your home now. Costa Rica is your home for the time being. And New York will always be home, right, in your heart, but you're not there anymore. And you haven't been there for a year and a half now. So maybe this disconnection is kind of good in a way because maybe that that allows me to even, you know, you know, get even more grounded and really soak my feet in it and have roots here in Costa Rica for whatever, however long I'm going to be here. And however long that is, I don't know, right? So I think that that's important. And I really am curious to see if other people that are listening that are living abroad feel that way. Even if you're not living abroad, if you're living somewhere else in a different state, right? Or across the country from your from your parents, wherever in the world you're located. 
if you if you feel similar similarly to me in regards to home like home away from home kind of thing and what it's like to go back home every time you go back home do you feel a little less connected to what's going on because that's how i felt and that was that was interesting but um but yeah that was uh that's about it that's about it i think i gave you guys enough uh enough nuggets there hope you enjoyed that episode uh hearing me talk about my holiday in new york um reminds me of that song englishman in new york by sting if you haven't heard that song please do great song but uh <laughs> and holiday in spain by county crows listen to that song another great song but anyway sorry i'm getting carried away with music um i just realized i didn't even mention thanksgiving um at all <laughs> during this episode but very briefly we social distance at thanksgiving uh, we all wear a mask we were responsible and we facetime some family that are living in other parts of the u.s so that was nice that was dope i enjoyed it but yeah um but anywho i am trying to get back in the swing of things with episodes man i'm telling you it's uh it's tough it's uh you know during the holiday season to try and do be consistent with episodes try to balance school and my own school, right? Like my master's uh, program, uh, basket that has been tough as I anticipated. So that's why I haven't been as consistent. But I promise you, I'm trying to get, I'm not I'm not going to do another solo episode. I promise you that. <laughs> if you decide to hear me blabber on about my own life, but I'm, I will have someone on hopefully next week. Yeah, I don't know who, but that is the goal. You know, you know, I, I always pull through. <laughs> always have some dope people on uh, on the pod. So if you guys listen to. But yeah, as always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify. And also Spotify is doing that whole, you know, they're wrapping up your, your year stuff of podcasts you listen to. Make sure you check out my podcast. Listen to my podcast. Make sure you press play a lot. Get it up there on the list. All right. So, uh, yeah, please do that. And that's about it. And check out my Instagram page, of course, at The Living Color abroad see you next week hopefully (laughs) this is 11 color abroad peace